Aloha everyone. Welcome to Hawaii Abroad Audio Podcast. This is a place where you can listen, learn, and understand Hawaii's people and its place. I'm your host, Auntie Max. And on this show, I release two episodes a week. Topics on Monday, which I call Mana'o Monday, shares Hawaiian culture lessons. And on Fridays, which I call Aloha Friday, I highlight former Hawaii residents by talking story with them about their relocation journey and experiences. And my goal is to share these stories so we can all learn about others and understand the different situations. Because the more we know, the more we grow. This episode is released on Aloha Friday. So yes, it's that time again to sit back, listen, and learn from a former Hawaii resident. Today, I'm talking star with a strong Manawahine from the island of Oahu. She's a native Hawaiian from Waianae and a graduate of Kamehameha School with a strong passion for the Hawaiian language. I'm going to allow her to introduce herself share some of her background, and of course, share with us her journey on relocating from her homeland of Hawaii. So, let's get started. Hui! Aloha, Ululani! How are you? Aloha, Anake Max! I am Maika'i. Aoi. Maika'i no. Mahalo, mahalo. Um, I'm so glad you're here. Mahalo. Thank you for joining me today. Um, so we're going to get started. If you can share with us where you are originally from, where you reside now, and some about that journey on how you now became a resident in Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course. First of all, Auntie, thank you so much for having me. Um, I am actually in Las Vegas, Nevada as well. I have lived here now um, for 11 years. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. 11 years. And I moved from Oahu. I'm originally from Waianae, born and raised, um, but I did attend Kamehameha from elementary through um, high school. So yeah, 2011 graduate. Nice. So how was that journey? I mean, why or how did you get to become a resident in Las Vegas, Nevada? Yes. So when I moved here, um, it was December of 2008. And 11, I had just graduated fresh out and I had thought that my entire time um, at Kamehameha, I had like a strong passion from very young, probably in elementary, I was immediately drawn into Hawaiian language, Hawaiian culture. And I decided to hone in on that, especially in high school. I took, um, or from middle school through high school, I took six years of Hawaiian language and um, thought that I was going to perpetuate the language, the culture by being a kumu Hawaii. And that was always my plan. Um, that that was always my plan. I really wanted to be a kumu Hawaii and be a part of the resurgence and of this Hawaiian language and the culture. Um, because we were, you know, we got to learn a lot about it, especially in school. We were, I was honored and blessed to be able to learn more of the culture than any school in the U.S., right? That they don't really get to talk about why the decline, why why did this happen? Um, but then you talk, you hear about this resurgence, and I wanted to be a part of that. And I, especially when I was going to school and in elementary, that kept coming up a lot. Was there's a resurgence of Hawaiian language? So that was on my mind. That was what I was going to do. 
Um, right after graduating, I was a Hawaiian language assistant um, in for Kamehameha in the Hawaiian language department, just supporting. And, um, and I did that for about six months before I decided that I wanted to relocate to Las Vegas. Main reason for that um, was family. My oldest um, sister is in the military. She's in the Air Force. And she and her family were living here. They had just located to Las Vegas at the time um, after being away for several years in Delaware, Turkey. She was kind of all over the place. And I missed out a lot on um, being with her, her ohana. And I, I was yearning for that. As much as I wanted to teach Hawaiian language and be a part of the culture, I missed my big sister so much. So I kind of decided, you know what? I need a change here. I'm in school, but I'm not really sure if like this is what I want to do anymore. Um, so I had decided that I would just move to Las Vegas and kind of start my life there. Um, I ended up staying longer than I anticipated uh, because shortly after moving, I found my my ohana here. So I, um, about a year into living here, I started working at Allegiant where I met my husband. Um, we have two babies. I have, well, they're not babies. They're my bonus babies. They are um, two teenage girls and my husband is a police officer here. So we kind of settled down here and realized Las Vegas is now home. So how can we, how can we bring back my passion and what I talked about doing for so long for my, almost my entire life and bring it here in Las Vegas. And that's what I've started to do slowly um, since moving here. I didn't really know how. I kind of got career driven and um, started focusing on my career and thinking Hawaiian language was no longer a part of that. Um, maybe up until three years ago when I decided to join um, Halau Hula Okale Mumi. And that kind of set the foundation of, ah, this is refreshing. This is where I want to be right now. What else can I do? My Kai, yeah. I'm so happy for you. I mean, you know, in Vegas, there's a, I know there's a huge community. The Lahui is pretty strong over there. So, so yeah, being there and now sharing your background, your history, your Ike with them, that is awesome. So, so you're looking at um, sharing more of the Hawaiian language now with the community? Yes. Yes, very much. So when I first moved here, I had no idea the strong, like, I had no idea Vegas was called the Ninth Island, all brand new to me, right? So I'm just like here, this young kid, and I start focusing on my career. When I, there was a point in time where I started missing home, and I just felt like I want to be there. And that's when i by chance, I don't even know how this happened, Auntie. I was scrolling on Facebook. Oh my goodness, Facebook. I was scrolling on Facebook and um, saw open enrollment for Hello Hulo Kale Mommy. And it was like two weeks away. And I was like, hmm, this could not have come at a better time. I am feeling so homesick. Maybe this will help. So I decided to join the Hello and um, I wasn't like actively involved. There were so many other. Um, so many other women there that were there for so long and they, you know, we had performances here and there and I didn't feel fully like 
committed. I wasn't in, in yet, but I was in and I, I continued to show up. Um, then I decided to just open up because I realized this is what I wanted. All these people are here. Maybe they're looking for the same thing that I am. They're looking for purpose. They're looking to be a part of Hawaiian, some kind of Hawaiian culture, get grounded maybe, and, and kind of refocus what their priorities are in life. And that's what I'm here to do. So when I started opening up, I realized that there were people in the halal who danced for years. um, And even my kumu had shared this, danced for years, but does not speak the language, Um, can understand, but might not know how to communicate a regular, like a quick conversation. And I thought, that's still my passion. I still olelo. And I might not get to do it a lot, but this is the opportunity that I want to with the people that want to olelo with me. And I always say, speak what you can, just say what you can. Um, If you don't know all the words, that's okay. Just olelo, just olelo and learn from each other around you. So that's what I started doing. And other, um, other wahine in the halal was like, hmm, this is really cool. And Cece, leave it to Cece. Um, <laughs> she is one of my best, best friends in the halal. She had um, she had suggested that we start teaching. And she said, I would really love it if you, you know, you would help me, you would join me, whatever you can do, whatever you can offer. I would love if you could do that. So it turned out that we decided to start an Olelo class. A few um, women from our halal would participate they would just come to my hallet, very informal, um, but I always had an agenda, but very informal. We would potluck a little bit and then let's get right into it and let's start learning. Um, so we learned very basic, um, yes, just very basic language, very basic sentence structures, um, vocabulary, and we're kind of sticking to that. Um, but, you know, it life happens, people have to go here and there. So we never, um, we never continued on past maybe a couple of months. But I saw the, I saw the desire, I saw that we wanted that. And once I started teaching, and I and this was like, this is my class, this is I get to, I get to teach what I learn. And I'm learning from all of you guys, because not all of the knowledge comes from one place, right? So I am teaching them now what I have learned from my entire life, from all of these different kumu who have taught me, and they're going to go and share all of this knowledge. And I have been added to that list of someone who shared my mana'o with them too. So that was where the desire came. And then Cece, that girl, we love her so much. She presented another opportunity to me to where, um, what if it's not just the halal? What if we open this up to the ninth island? Let's see who wants to come, who wants to learn olelo. And by the way, Ululani, will you be the kumu? And I was like, oh, I was not ready for this. I <laughs> I was not ready for this. I felt like I am, um, I'm, a, I'm in my master's degree program right now for business analytics. Um, in, in addition to working full-time, in addition to being a mommy, in addition to being a wife and thought like, Oh, I cannot take anything more on my plate, but this I will do because 
my heart is yearning to find connection with people who who want this as well. They want to learn Hawaiian culture. They want to learn language. And I, I feel like this is my calling and that this is where I have to be right now in this moment. I totally agree. I think so. <laughs> yeah. The Lahui needs people like you. So my Ka'i, I'm so glad that um, she pushed you into that direction. <laughs> she did. And it was the best thing that she could have done for me. You know, like I, when I think about like where we are today as a community, a Hawaiian community here, living here, I realized that we have to come together and I need to be a part of that. I have a kuleana to be here as well. And I am just one person. And sometimes I don't know, I might not have much to offer, but I can just share my mana'o just as much as everyone else can and that we can learn from each other. And that's all we can really ask for to grow as a lahui. Ay, polole. Yes, yes. Yeah, and for those of you listening, we're talking about Cece. She's um, another person that I interviewed. If you pull up episode 23, then you'll hear her story. But love her. Love her. She um, <laughs> really tried to keep the, well, to support the Lahui that is in Las Vegas. Yeah. So, my kai. And yeah, if you can continue doing that, I know there's a lot of things on our plate and I'm in the same boat when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, um, but the passion is there for our culture to share. Yeah. So, so my Kai, we got to get out there and share it with, especially set it up for the next generation. Yeah. Yes. And that was another thing too. Um, the the Hawaiian community out here is so strong, but I've noticed that they put together so many opportunities, programs for keiki out here to, um, you know, some of these keiki, they they were born and raised here in Las Vegas, but they have Koko Hawaii, they have a yearning and they they want that connection as well. We have to make sure to keep that going for them. And that that is what we're taught to pass down our pass down our manao, pass down our ike and yes. and hope that they continue to do the same. Yes, my kai, my kai. Well, so you relocated to Las Vegas. I can see why you're Ohana and it's nice that you have a great career going and you have a lot of other opportunities opening up for you. So, um <laughs> Do you think that this relocation will be temporary or permanent? Would you like to be go going back? Would you like to go back home to Hawaii? I yes, I would. I would absolutely love to. And I look at I look at things like the financial aspect of things a lot. Analytics numbers. It's just kind of in my brain all the time, and I. I think about the life that I had growing up and I'm not saying that we didn't have much growing up. Definitely not the case. My parents always gave me everything I could ever want and need. I didn't know sometimes that there were times where, Oh, we, we didn't have this. I never felt like I went without anything. Right. And so I think about that, but then I think, man, I, I live this great life up here and I feel like I need to be here for now. Am I going to end up back home? What if I can't afford it financially? That seems to be that seems to be happening so much, which is why a lot of people I feel are relocating, especially to Las Vegas, um, because the cost of living is just not manageable. Having like this good life or 
I don't want to say good life because again, you're in Hawaii and you can live off of the aina. You can, you don't need material things to live, right? I understand that. Um, but just to make a living and get by sometimes just does not seem manageable. I wonder how my ohana does it. And then I look back and I realize that's why we have so many um, multifamily homes, you know, in in Hawaii. You have, um, it, it's just difficult. And here I was so blessed to stay here. And then now being with my ohana, um, like I said, I am a bonus mommy. So my keiki are shared and I would never want to take that away from them and, um, and their moms. I would definitely want to make sure that we are all here together. And maybe one day I, I find myself back in Hawaii. Um, but at least for the time being, I think I found a good calling here and where this is where I want to stay as more Hawaiians continue to relocate. Ideally that wouldn't be the case, but they are, and it is happening. Um, I want to be a part of the support for the people that do come here. I want to provide resources, programs, anything that I can um, to support those that are moving here and let them know that just because you are not physically in Hawaii, um, you are still Hawaiian. You can still practice the culture. You can still you you can still exist and practice Hawaiian culture. That doesn't mean that you have to live there. I, I totally agree with, with you, yeah. Um, I know when it comes to so much of our Kanaka, our babies, they're all being born away from home. And yeah, mm-hmm. us being that resource to help them to be grounded and learn their culture. My Kai, I'm so glad that you're you're part of that. <laughs> so so since we're talking a little bit about Hawaii, um, how about sharing some of your fond memories that you may have from Hawaii? Oh, my goodness. Um, So I mentioned that I am from the west side of Oahu and Waianae. Very often, I would, my ohana would, we would go camping here and there. I have to tell you, I am not a camper. I was the one that (laughs) we would go camping. And when it was time to go to sleep, I would say, oh, I'll be right back. I'll see you guys in the morning. And I would leave and come back in the morning. I am not a camper. the exact same way. Same way. (laughs) Um, but that is like one of my biggest memories is that um, my ohana would go camping and go to the beach quite often. And I would just show up just to be at the beach for the day and go home at night. We would go to um, Makua, um, often known as Praise, Pray for Sets um, on Oahu. And Auntie, I think you mentioned that you're from Kaneohe. Is that right? I, yes. I know we are completely opposite sides, but sometimes, whoa, I, I, don't get the chance to go to the east side beaches very often or honestly at all because we are just so like oh west side and we always hear west side best side and it's so crazy um you know you grow up around that but that becomes your vahipana that became my special place going to makua became my special place no matter where i am in this world i have a vahipana and it is it is at makua beach my heart is there and it is just simply because I remember camping. I remember being with my cousins. Um, there were times that with the the waves would just be rolling and I'd be out there with my older cousins. I was like the little girl. I was like the youngest girl going out there at the time. And 
um, you know, our parents, they're up at the beach. Hey, your cousins can watch you. Your brothers can watch you. Like everyone else is watching you. They are not watching me, auntie. (laughs) I was watching myself out there while they all went swimming and they were letting me like figure out how to survive in all of these waves. So (laughs) as, as hectic as that sounds, it's, it was fun. I just remember having pure fun, nothing else but going to the beach. And there was something about going there. And even when I visit home, I will always make a stop at Makua just so that I can take a moment to myself to look at the beauty of, I can see the, you know, the mountains to the sea and feel grounded. My Kai, yes, yes. Well, just to let you know, I did live in Waianae for a few years, and yes. <laughs> that that was different for me, yeah. But you know, I gotta say, Waianae has one of the best sunsets. I swear, it is beautiful yes. out that side. <laughs> so I was yes. on the east side, Kaniohe, but I would go to Kaava a lot. Um, okay, and the sunrise was beautiful there. But the sunset was also beautiful on Wainai's side. So beautiful. Yes, those sunsets are absolutely gorgeous. I live for them. I actually go home a couple of times. Again, I'm very blessed being able to work um, for the airlines. Finally, I there was able go. to give my parents that flight, those flight benefits. Um, my ohana and I take advantage of it as well. <laughs> so we are flying home pretty often, um, especially because I am... Um, one of six Keiki, I, I believe three of us live up here in Las Vegas and um, the other three of my siblings and their ohana live um, at home on Oahu, Maui. So we try to go home as often as we can to visit, see the Keiki. I don't want to miss out on those those younger years and see what kind of memories they're doing. And I realize mm-hmm. we are trying to share those memories with our Keiki as I'm sure our parents did with us. So we are taking them to Makua. We take them to Beach House 604, which wasn't ex- wasn't known as Beach House 604 at the time um, when we were when we were growing up. But it's um, Pililaau, the Army Rec Center and um, Rest Camp, that beach over there. We take them there and Pokai Bay. Yes, side? yes, absolutely, Pokai Bay side. So right, okay. right next door. Um, and we take them to these restaurants and they get to watch these beautiful sunsets and um, they're seeing it and thinking like, wow, this is so beautiful. And it wasn't until I was an adult that I realized, oh my goodness, these this, these views are breathtaking. My drive home from work or my drive home from school back home to I breathtaking because it was just always there. I never, I never thought that I would ever leave this beautiful island so relocating was not a part of my plan and I took it you know I took it for granted the fact that I got to see this beautiful view every day to now I don't I I see mountains actually false I work remote so I work at home so I see I see my house all day there's no commute there's nothing like it well working from home is convenient (laughs) Yes, it is. That is convenient. Um, I also was blessed a little while ago to work from home as well. I was able to take my work and work from Hawaii as well. And yeah, and and, and I am blessed. And so at the opportunity that I had to do it, I worked from Hawaii for about a month. Um, And this was at the beginning of the pandemic. So I felt very um, 
I just felt at home. I was needing to be home with my ohana. I wasn't sure what was going on there. So I had just got on a plane. Me and my older tita, we left and we we went home to Hawaii just to be with them for a little bit. And just being home for that short month um, gave me that little bit of energy that I need to make sure. I just got to check on the ohana, make sure everybody's okay here. I just want to be with you guys. Um, and work allowed me to do that. So I will always be thankful for that. Um, I will always, always, always be thankful for that. But maybe one day I'll find myself back at home in Hawaii. Just again, I know it's not time yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So the ohana is good. Makua is good. Ohana is good. Yes, yeah. very much. Oh my God. Yes. My kai. Well, my, my makua are always good. They visit quite often, actually. They oh, are so kai. they are so lucky. <laughs> yes, they fly very often to come visit up, uh, visit us at the Ninth Island. So, yeah. I, I never really like shared with them too much about what the the things that I started doing up here. Um, they knew that I danced for a halal, but I never shared with them or expressed with them my intents of. Um, what I plan to do with Hawaiian language up here. And so I'm very excited for to share that with them. And um, at the end of the day, I just hope that I'm making them proud. I'm making our Lahui proud. And that is that is what I'm here to do. My kai, my kai. Um, would you like to share a little bit about your halau? Like where is it located and what's happening in the halau? Yeah. I would love to hear that. <laughs> yes. Um, so my kumu, um, Kale Momi Sheldine, she has a halal here, Kale Momi, and um, it's right smack dab in Las Vegas, kind of, um, it's out of her home. She has a studio, and um, I believe that we just celebrated 20 years a couple of months ago wow. um, of her halal up here in Las Vegas, and very bold thing for her to do, um, very bold thing of her to do to move up here and start this halal um, back then, you know, it could be seen as like very critical sometimes in, in the community that like, why are you going up there? Like, why are you going up there? You have a whole thing here. And I think similar to, to my story, anyone could, you know, could say that, Hey, I felt a calling to be here and do this for the Kanaka that are up here. They need someone here to help them. And she is that vessel for us. She helps us to understand and learn, you know, we can continue to dance anywhere that we are. And she's taught us that. And so I'm so grateful for her. Um, beautiful woman inside and out. But yes, our halal, we do performances here and there. Um, not so much this year. We're, we're more so taking a break because um, our focus this year is actually back to the basics, back to foundation. What is what is hula? What is this about? What are your kahiko? What are your like? What are those kahiko that like truly, truly define hula? And so, learning all of that from her, it's just it's incredible. And I am so so happy that I stumbled across a Facebook page one day. And and found this halal because now I have hula sisters that are that are mine for life. CC included. I'm always gonna throw her out there. And again, yes, episode 23. If you guys haven't watched it or listened, please, please do because CC's manao goes so far beyond. Like it's always a good time listening to her her story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Maikai. Well, when you mentioned about hula sisters for life, yeah, I've been a hula person myself, grew up in a halal, and yeah, I'm in my um, far ages. I'm not going to say how old I am, but a lot. And I have those hula sisters, I mean, from when I was 10, you know, and we still connect and it's, it's like sisters, literally sisters. And, and I know when, when I um, teach, actually I teach hula too. So when I talk story with uh, my keiki, my haumana, I tell them, you know, this is your ohana and it'll be your ohana for, for your, for life, you know? So, so true. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you have that connection with them, my kai. I do. So um, I know we've been talking for a while and I know we could talk a lot longer. We could, you know, share (laughs) a lot of stuff. But um, before we close, um, would you be able to give that message to people? I mean, what is that? If you could give a message to our audience, especially the Kanaka that is thinking of relocating or maybe already did, what kind of advice or message that you would have for I did prepare this a little bit um, ahead of time. I thought that, you know, that this question might come up and I, I thought a lot about it and I realized as much as I want everyone to stay and to be at home in Hawaii, be, you know, be where you want to be. I know that sometimes our heart yearns for that. Explore the world. There is so much more than just, not just Oahu, but or Hawaii. There is so much more out there. There are so much people to teach um, that can learn from you. And you might not think that you have anything to offer, but lean into it. Go where your heart is telling you to go for now and just know Hawaii will always be there. You will go back and that will always be home for you. You can always do that. But go spread your mana'o to wherever it is that you feel that you need to relocate. So I would just say to hone in on that and find your purpose outside of Hawaii and bring what you thought that you were going to do there to wherever you are. My Kai, that's an awesome message. Wonderful message. You know, I've said it before with other interviews that, yeah, when, when you look in history, look at our monarchs, they left Hawaii and they gathered that Ike, they experienced things, they learned things, and then they brought it back to Hawaii. Yeah. So our Kanaka, yeah. Um, they are out there. Some of them are thinking of going out there. So that's a great advice to just go do what you can do, you know, learn, experience things. And if the path takes you back home so you can share it there, then my kai. But if not, share it wherever you, you lay your hat, right? Because <laughs> the, the world could use us. Yes, absolutely. And, and I do just want to share this. I I learned this from a very young age, um, and, and this was from Kamehameha. It was instilled in me that the purpose of the school that Pawahi had, she saw the way that the world was, um, how Hawaii was changing. And her purpose was to educate Hawaiians to live in a Western world. Um, that doesn't mean that I conform and I am, I am now, nope cut out Hawaiian that is not a part of me I am now in this no it means that I know how to navigate I know who I am and I know how to navigate in this world and still take my culture with me and I I keep that with me and I feel that that's you know exactly what my purpose is I am learning 
how to live in this Western world as a Kanaka, and I am still able to perpetuate my culture still. My Kai, I love that. That is a great message right there. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes, um, Princess Pawai, love her. I mean, for everything that she was able to set up for our people and that you're one of the recipients that can gain, that was gaining from that that mission that she had, yes. my kai, and that you share it with the world. So my kai, so proud and so happy for you. Mahalo, mahalo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I I wanna um I want um so your family. I uh, give my aloha to your family, and I hope that you continue doing what you're doing and you sharing with the lahui. And yeah, just holo more, girl. Go and do it. <laughs> Go and do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Mahalo, Auntie, for having me. <laughs> yes, mahalo for being here. Aloha. Aloha. Well, in closing, Ululani, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy that you are out there in this world representing Hawaii well and, you know, just doing your thing, sharing your culture and being a great representative of Hawaii. So continue what you're doing. Holomoa, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story with our audience. I wish you and your ohana all the best. Mahalo, mahalo, mahalo. Well, we've come to the end of another session. I hope you found value in today's episode. If so, please share it with your family and friends. And of course, before you leave, make sure you're subscribing so you can get early notifications whenever an episode is released. And please leave me a feedback either on your favorite podcast app or on my social media accounts, which is under Hawaii Abroad. I hope you have a My Cutty Week and hope you tune in again here at Hawaii Abroad Audio Podcast. This is Auntie Max signing out. Aloha.